welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle. And if you don't already know, it's not Monday. Today's Tuesday, and we know it's not our normal day. But since we missed the last couple of weeks due to sickness and scheduling issues and stuff, we thought we would surprise you all by releasing this episode today. So it's kind of our little thank you for bearing with us and sticking with us through all of our ups and downs and whatnot. But we're here today, and we're back. How you been, Kyle? I've been good, minus being super sick last week. Tis the season, bud. Yeah, I know. It seems like it's been running through everybody. Yeah, it sucks. It does suck. But anyway, we're going to get into a pretty dope topic here as soon as we get through all the business. So, you can catch us at all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just search up Hollow Sky Podcast and come over and hang out with us. Talk about weird shit. For sure. And if you have stories about weird shit, what should they do with those stories, Kyle? You can call us with on the hotline at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow or you can use the uh, voice memo app on your smartphones and record your story, then go ahead and email them to us, and the email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and for our listeners who tune in on Apple Podcasts, we've been having some issues with Apple Podcasts. If you go to search for us, you used to be able to start typing in the phrase hollow sky and it would bring us up in suggestion well it doesn't do that anymore for some reason a bunch of paranormal uh podcasts have kind of been flagged i guess and they're not brought up in recommendations so you actually have to physically search hollow sky so if you guys would pop over there and leave us some five star ratings and reviews we're hoping that that gets us back into the mix to where we start being suggested again that being said We have gotten quite a few five-star ratings and one new five-star review that I'm going to share. And it is fresh out of the oven, 1212. So thanks for the kind words. And if anybody else wants to come in and leave us a rating and review, we will gladly shout you out. And one of the best things you can do to help support this podcast is share the episodes with your friends. Oh, yeah, definitely do that. On all your social media. That'll help us a lot. If you've got... Friends who are into weird shit, definitely let them know about us, and hopefully they'll tune in and listen and send us some weird stories that we can share, and it'll just be a fun time. Yeah, it seems like we've been uh, gaining a little more ground with some of these stories, like it's finally starting to pay off a little bit. Yeah, it's dope, so keep sending them. We want to hear all the weird stuff you guys encounter and all the weird stuff your families encounter. For sure. Just get weird. But before we get into our topic, we have a listener encounter that we're going to get into today. So without further ado. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Marshall from Southern Illinois calling in with another one of my encounters. Uh, This one is more um, up Kyle's street here, I think. And uh, this would be either a UFO or a possible like government object like up way up in the sky and we'll get to that but anyways I'll uh, I'll set it up a little bit for you all so you can get the get the idea of what's going on here so about this time last year 
or no, it was in November, not quite Thanksgiving yet because we were home for Thanksgiving, but my then fiance and now wife, Sasha, uh, and I decided to go to Todesanos, Mexico. And Todesanos is a little surf town. Um, it's a little art town. It's full of uh, painters and sculptors and musicians. And it's uh, kind of a quiet little place. Not too many people really know of it. Um, we flew, it's down on the Baja Peninsula. So it's like pretty far south on the peninsula. We actually flew into Cabo and landed and rented a car and then drove two hours north. And it's pretty funny, like that whole peninsula, there's like one road that shoots down from like San Diego all the way down to Cabo, and then like another road that shoots like north on the other side. And there's like little offshoot roads and stuff, but like it's only like one main highway. And, th and this this peninsula, like I mean, obviously everybody knows the Baja Sur, it's like this freaking size of California, so that's just funny to me. But anyways, beside the point we um drove north and got to this little town Todesanos, and we rented um a villa like through airbnb kind of outside the town off a beach and it's a it's a really nice spot it's quiet there's no lights after dark um it's peaceful like the ocean there is really nice it's always it's always nice like there's natural pyrite in the ground so like the the water kind of it like sparkles with gold and it's like crystal clear and it's really nice uh surfing water and that's kind of one of the reasons we went down there was to try to surf because it's like apparently it's a nice place to do that but anyways again kind of beside the point of the story um but kind of painting the picture still so we were there for about a week and one of the nights that we were there um we wanted to go on the roof of this villa that we were in because it had like it had like a flat roof and you could like walk upstairs and um like sit on the roof and stuff and it's pitch black out there at nighttime there's like no lights so you can see every freaking star in the visible universe like the milky way is so clear like it's like it's like those pictures you see online of like high def like pictures of like the northern lights and like just are just bright stars and it's the clearest most pure i've ever seen the night sky and like we went up there just to uh you know make a pilot on the ground and just sit and look at the stars and i mean you could literally like to just sit there and count the the meteors flying in like it at least like there would probably be two or three meteors every like 10 or 15 minutes i swear like they're everywhere like so much so like i i, I just got so used to it like my eyes i would kind of just be looking in a general direction and then i'd see one out of my peripheral like pew like just flying by and um it was really cool and we got a couple big ones and like this one had this like this really crazy tracer like it shot through the sky like a freaking like like one of the little guns from star wars and you could just see the tracer of it like visible for a minute after it shot through it was really cool i don't know if that was like a particular mineral it was burning off or what but anyways so i'm laying there and uh sasha has fallen asleep and i'm just in awe looking at these beautiful stars and um, out of my peripheral, kind of, let me think, 
I want to say this is like in this. Where's east south? Southwestern part of the sky, but still kind of above me, but just kind of off to the southwest a little bit, if that helps at all with any um, visualization that you guys are hopefully imagining at this point. Um, I seen this flash way up in the sky, like a blink way up. I mean, it, it looked just like a star. It looked like one of the stars blinked at me. You know what I'm saying? And I looked up in that direction and, uh, it was in between two particular stars and it was in a kind of, I wouldn't say a darker spot because there were other like little fainter stars like around it, but there was two particular bright stars and this flash was like directly in the middle of them. And uh, I looked up that way and didn't see it and was like, huh. And so I just started looking around again, looking for meteors and a few minutes go by and I see the flash again in my peripheral. So I look up in that direction and it's not there and I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird. So um, I'm curious at this point, and so I'm kind of, I've focused my gazing in that general direction. And sure enough, uh, a few more minutes go by. And this is maybe like three to five minutes apart um, in that time range, maybe a little over five, I don't know. Um, another flash happened in the same exact spot. So now I've pinpointed it. Like I'm looking in between these two stars. I seen exactly where the flash was this time. Like it wasn't. I wasn't staring directly at it when it happened, but it was more in my vision than in my peripheral in the other direction I was gazing. So now I'm staring at this one spot. And for what seemed like at least a half hour, maybe pushing an hour, every five to ten minutes or so, this little flash way up in the sky in the same spot would flash. And I have no idea if that was a military drone hovering way up there, like taking pictures or doing something, um, or a UFO doing the same. And this was a UFO, like even if it was extraterrestrial or not, like I am looking at an unidentified flying object in the sky right now. I don't know if it's military. I don't know if it's extraterrestrial. Um, it's one of the two. There was no way that this was like somebody like 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 somebody's drone you know what i'm saying like it's way too high in the sky and there also were no other lights and these flashes also weren't like drawn out flashes they were very like it was like a blip like very slight very subtle um just a quick little flash of light and the light that it emitted also when it did this was like the same color as the stars like there was no difference um, in color. It wasn't red. It wasn't blue. It was that like kind of white-ish, goldish like flash, you know, like of the, like the stars. Um, but anyways, that's my story on my possible extraterrestrial encounter of a third kind. Um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty neat. It, uh, 
it is pretty cool. And also kind of uh, another part of this story that has nothing to do with the possible aliens. Um, we fell asleep on the roof and that night, and keep in mind, like I'm, I'm, I'm a crypto dude. And like, I'm like, oh my God, we're in Mexico. This is Chupacabra territory. So like I had that on the back of my mind this whole time. Cause like we're staying like out in like the country, you know what I'm saying? Like we landed in Cabo and drove two hours north of that. So imagine like being in any major city and then just driving into the freaking country like like leaving chicago and driving you know south in illinois you're like in the middle of freaking nowhere um so i'm like this is totally like chupacabra territory like no doubt and uh we fell asleep and we're sitting there snoozing and snoozing and this mother freaking like four-wheeler dude is what it ended up being like spoiler alert um like revved up his four-wheeler like up this farm up the road like really loud at like three in the morning and like Rah! and like it startled me i jumped up i grabbed her and i ah, ah, ah! like because i'm like chupacabra and out right now like freaking out about this um because i woke up out of a dead sleep and that's kind of like I, I i startle easy in my sleep um so that it was just kind of a funny little tidbit of that night but all right um Keep up the good work, dudes, and uh, I love the show, and it's fun to be able to share some of these stories because I've got a couple, um, and uh, this one and the Bigfoot one I shared uh, straight up are probably my two most interesting, but I do have a couple more that I would like to share just because I've never had like a real platform to get them out, and I think it's pretty cool what you guys are doing. So thanks. Talk to you later. Well, thanks for sharing that story, Marshall. It was awesome, as usual. I feel like uh, I'm there painting pictures of Illuminati signs and UFOs while drinking a monster next to the ocean. It was I mean, definitely I vivid. Yeah, I love, I love how you you paint the stories to where we all feel like we're there. It just makes them that more, much more in depth and personable. But uh. As far as your encounter goes, it's very interesting because, you know, you, you see a light that stays in the same spot and kind of uh, turns on and off almost. I would assume that it's not some type of drone if it's as high as you claim it is, basically into the stars. And I kind of rule out uh, military stuff simply because it stayed in one location, if I heard the story correctly. You know, so you'd almost rule out satellites, uh, you know, high-flying military aircraft, all that type of stuff. What you should have done is got a flashlight and shine it back no, at it. No, no, no. That's what you should have done. Have you, do you watch any alien movies at yes, all? Yes, that's why I said it. Yeah, that's not that's exactly the opposite of what you're supposed to do. No. Unless you want to get abducted. Well. And you don't want to get abducted. I, I don't. So, don't but do that. Maybe but it would have tried communicating with him. Did Did it make any sound? Did I miss that? Did he say if it made sound No, he said he, he didn't mention any sound except uh, for the, the gnarly four-wheeler guy doing yeah, braps. Braps. <laughs> <laughs> and did the color of the light change? Nope. It, he said it was... Uh, it was the, the the whitish gold, you know, the same color yeah, of the stars. Every time. That's weird. It is weird. I don't... You know, aside from... There's so much shit that we don't know. It just... Yeah, I mean, I guess... 
I guess if you wanted to go on a semi-realistic standpoint, which not that I'm qualified to give this, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it was a distant star with solar flares or some bullshit like that. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. It's so, uh, but it was probably alien. Cause I mean, he hit the nail on the head when, when he said it's a UFO, regardless of whether it's alien or not. Me and Sarah had an encounter out here at the house one time. We were just sitting out in the uh, front yard, just watching stars, looking for shooting stars and shit, you know, just yeah. enjoying the evening. And we were looking up, and this black triangle, typical black triangle, didn't have any lights on it, there were no sound, just moved right kind of over top of our house. And as it moved, you could see it was blo- it was blocking out the stars that we were looking at just silent just moved right over our house and just kept on going so it was i don't know i've seen it i've seen UFOs stuff weird i've seen the black triangle in dow illinois yeah a lot of weird shit goes on in dow yeah a lot of stuff that we can't talk about well yeah also well but i really loved your story and i love the way you tell your stories yeah i'm excited to hear more absolutely I wish you would have gotten a video of the light. That would have been dope. Yeah, and I'm sorry that we can't come to more of a conclusion on what it could possibly be. Yeah, I don't even think, like, he described it so well. Even if I was there looking at it, I I probably would not know any better as to what it was. No, I mean, my initial reaction is to molder it, and it's a UFO. You know, it's aliens. Yeah, it's you. But aside from that... not much help in this department. I wonder, did, we, did it halfway look like Orion's belt, though? Or was it, it was it just, like, I don't know. Was it just a single light? Was that, was there? I'm pretty sure that's, that's how he described couldn't it. Couldn't see any kind of structure behind it. Like, the light wasn't connected to anything, just a light flashing. Yeah. That's Which every once in a while you'll see stars flicker. <clears throat> you know, but you don't, not so much so that it would catch you like the flash of a camera. That's kind of what I picture a little bit. Maybe yeah. not as intense, but... And did the flash have any sort of, like... Was there any rhythm to it? If You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, did it happen every two seconds, or did it go, go in, like, spurts? Like, more than one flash, and then one... You know what I'm saying? Maybe sent, maybe they were sending an SOS or some that's, type of Morse code. It's kind of what I was thinking. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. The military hides so much shit. Yeah, and I mean, it could be questionable that you guys fell asleep on top of that roof, too. Yeah, did you miss some time? That would have been something to take note of. Yeah, did you wake up and it was like 30 minutes later, or 30 minutes, <laughs> three hours later, and you didn't, <laughs> you didn't know what the hell happened? It's a possibility, my friend. Creepy. But anyways, uh, thanks for the call, man. We truly appreciate it. All right, and now for our main topic of the evening. The main event, if you will. The main event. If you will. It's got a couple different names. I've known it as 20 and back, but there's also kind of like a MDF, a.k.a. Mars Defense Force. Secret Space Program. Yeah, so... The first time I heard about this was on Tony Merkel's show called the, yeah, it's called the Confessionals. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, 
this guy called in and it was Tony Rodriguez. I literally I didn't know what to think. I like I I felt like this dude was quoting Starship Troopers. Yeah, like it was that bizarre. You know, he he was talking about all types of different things, which we'll go into a little in a little bit here. But apparently you know, it's a pretty frequent thing cuz I'm listening to Tony's show a little bit later on and another guy calls in claiming that he's done the 20 and back. And then it starts popping up on other podcasts. So I'm like, well, there's got to be something to this. Especially recently, it seems like <coughs> disclosure for it has become more accepted. So now more and more people are coming out that they were part of this program. Right. <clears throat> and I'm going to kind of later on go through one of Tony's callers and the experience he had. And it, it's frightening slash bizarre, some of the things he had to go through. But to, to start off here, the the Mars Defense Force was apparently a joint operation created by a number of different Earth governments to guard five colonies on Mars. One man claims he visited a place called Ares Prime, which was the first colony built on Mars. The colony was described described as containing a full earth-like ecosystem complete with farmers, engineers, and bureaucrats. With some of these accounts, these people who take part in what is called a 20 and back, they defend these colonies from indigenous Martians and other extraterrestrial species. Which is crazy to think that there are other life forms on Mars. And apparently we've made it there. And we have colonies there. Yes. And with this 20 and back program, the reason why you don't hear many people talk about it is because at the end of their 20 years, their memory is wiped or blocked. And then there are kind of two conflicting theories. One is their age regressed back to the age they were when they entered the program. Or they clone the person and transport their consciousness into the clone from the moment they were taken. So basically they'll take you, you know, say it's 7 o'clock today. That's when they take you. Well, 20 years from now, they return you at 7 o'clock today. Now, whether it's some type of uh, time travel or what, I, it's kind of unknown at this point. And they don't know if your age regressed, if, there's, if they have that technology, or if it is a clone situation. And they somehow transport your consciousness into this clone. Does he talk about what happens to the original you after they make a clone you? Not that I've heard of. That sucks. Yeah. I haven't I haven't heard anybody talk about that yet. It like makes you wonder if this consciousness that they're transporting to the clone you is really your consciousness at all or if it's like some kind of AI consciousness they put in there that 
is built after you, and the real you is just stuck on Mars fighting goddamn Martians all day. It's possible. That and, sucks. And that and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of hop into Tony's story here, Tony Rodriguez, which he's the one that I first heard on, um, Tony's show, Tony Merkel's show, and. I found a little bit, you know, on the internet about it, and I, I can remember some of what he said on the show. But basically, Tony was abducted as a young boy, and he claims he was taken by five aliens after teasing another kid in his grade. Now, this kid, his father, was high up in the, the Illuminati, apparently. That's not a good sign. No. And so the father then sent basically signed up this bully who would be Tony Rodriguez into the program and sent these ETs to his house to take him. What? Yeah. And along his journey, apparently he met a funny reptilian who joked around with him and did Bruce Lee impersonations. What a dick move. Right. Instead of just like confronting him and being like, Hey, leave my kid alone. You're going to, Send alien reptilian race <laughs> to go abduct him and send him to Mars for 20 fucking years. Yep. And it, it, his story Dick. is absolutely bizarre. So at the beginning of this guy's journey, it's almost like he was taken and put into the future because I remember a part where and you you can find this on the internet. Um, they took him to a high up person's house. I'm not. I don't remember if it was in the Illuminati or a politician or just a wealthy Same person. Thing. Um, he was used as a sex slave with oh. a handful oh. of other children, and they were also forced to take part in satanic rituals, which is horrifying. Six six six. And that was that would have been around the time that he was at the age of thirteen and it happened in a household in Seattle. And they even forced him to engage in cannibalism. Oh. Which sucks. And have his, you tried it? No. Maybe it's delicious. I I'm not gonna go that road. <laughs> I just don't want to go that road. I digress. Yeah, my my morality <laughs> is a little bit higher than that. But uh, now apparently his group was tested as Theta, which apparently means psychic. Then later on, he ended up going to the moon. And on his way, or no, after he got to the moon, he was assigned work. He was forced to work on a cargo ship. They would go around within the solar system, dropping off cargo at various bases. He mostly worked on Ceres, which is the largest asteroid in the solar system, and it's located between Mars and Jupiter. There was a large base concealed in the darkness on Ceres where the sun doesn't shine. And another another weird thing about some of the people he met on these ships which you could further tie this into our history and other conspiracies. He recalls that most of the people that ordered him around wore Nazi eagles on their outfits. Sometimes they even had the swastika. 
and other times they you know they would have other symbols and most of the people actually spoke german and the currency they used were fr- were almost like francs so that's kind of weird but on tony's show he dives more into his accounts on this 20 and back and this is where i mean it's it's fucking straight up starship troopers you know he gets to mars he's with a, a group of kids and they were put into this like arena like like a gladiators arena arena and so you had these group of kids and they were all kind of ushered out into the arena and then all of a sudden they released the opponent and apparently the opponent was a giant spider if totally I remember correctly. Starship Troopers. Right. Or what was her Pitch Black? Do you remember that movie? Oh, Vin yeah, Diesel? it was awesome. Yeah. But, and they, they had to, they had to fight this giant spider, and they basically just gave the kids almost, I guess, like uh, C4, some type of explosive that they had to run up and get the spider with. Now, the spider ended up mauling almost all of them. One person actually ended up killing the spider. And they, he said that he was afraid during it. So he didn't do much. So he got put into a, a a different type of unit in the military. But before I get down that road, he also claimed that for the kids and people who were hurt during this, they could heal these, these people. So that they could basically regrow any body part you lost as even even your entire body as long as your brain was still firing. As long as there was what? like one little synapse or whatever in your brain firing, they could reconstruct you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and apparently it even actually happened to him because this unit that he got put into would fucking suck because he wasn't he was he was almost labeled as infantry but he was like decoy infantry. So they would send his unit out to lure, yeah, to lure the enemy there. And then the actual Marines or whatever they were would flank the enemy and try to wipe them out. And he even remembers being hurt, I think losing one of his feet. And he, you know, the Marines came in, they wiped him out, whatever. They took him back. They ended up regrowing his foot. And so on and so forth. 
and he, you know, I think there was two other types of uh, entities on Mars. And if I remember correctly, one of them is like a reptilian race and the other one is like a insectoid race. And they're just kind of like a, it almost seems like there's a constant skirmish between the reptilians, insectoids, and humans on this planet. Which all sounds absolutely <laughs> it's like a, bizarre. It's like a fucking movie. It's like Starship Troopers. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's literally this guy's story. And I, like I said, the first time I heard it, I'm like, this guy is fucking crazy. There's no getting around it. He's nuts. But you start hearing more and more and more about it. And the guy that I heard on the other guy I heard on Tony's show, his story was a lot more convincing for me because so he calls in, gets talking to Tony about it. And he says that he doesn't even really remember much from the experience. He just remembers being taken to this, uh, like a hollow mountain which is weird because there are claims that there is an area and I, for the life of me, it sucks. I can't remember what it's called and I should remember, but there is an area next to area 51 that is supposedly a hollowed out mountain. So it's kind of weird, but they take him there. They put him on this spaceship that happens to be shaped like a black triangle great yeah and then, what i saw right and then they they took him to the moon and that's as far as his memory is of the situation but the episode is about an hour long which is fascinating because this is all he remembered and now when he was a kid these memories started kind of flooding back to him, so he started talking to his dad and some of his buddies about it. Well, this guy from, I believe, the Secret Service ended up showing up at his home. And he starts talking to the the guy's dad, and the, the dad's like, no, he's not here. He is actually out playing with his friends, blah, 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 blah. You know, do I? you can go find him. So, and the, the secret service guy actually ended up giving, uh, the father his card, which he later on showed his son, but the guy showed up, found his son and he approaches the boy and says, listen, I know you've been telling all your buddies about it and you need to quit because if you don't quit, no one will find you or your family. Now that's a lot for a little kid to take in. Well then. And so it scared him so much so that for another 21 years, he never spoke a word of it. Well, he somehow, by coincidence, stumbled onto the Confessionals podcast and heard <laughs> Tony Rodriguez's story on the 20 and back. So it kind of halfway compelled him to reach out to Tony Merkel, host of the Confessionals. So he reaches out and gives a very extremely vague email. 
Well, after that email, weird things started happening to this guy. He comes home from work and he know and it's dark out and he notices a man standing on his front porch with a dog, a big German shepherd. He pops the uh the garage door. It startled the man. So the man walked off the uh the porch and started walking in the opposite direction of the gentleman pulling into his driveway. So the guy the guy pulling into the driveway took the dude's picture who was on the porch and you know finished pulling in the garage. He unloaded his child who was still baby in the car seat and everything takes him inside lets his dog out into the backyard (coughs) and the backyard had a big privacy fence all the way around it it was gated the whole nine well so he lets the dog out to go to the bathroom he comes back in to put some cartoons on for the kid and then he goes back outside to look for the dog so he's probably inside for what, maybe five, ten minutes. Goes back outside to get the dog. The dog's gone. So he starts panicking because it's his wife's dog. You know, it's like a kid to her. So he's freaking out and he starts packing the kid back up, getting ready to go look for the, the dog. And all of a sudden he hears a knock at the door. He goes, you know, approaches the door. It's the same guy from before who was standing on the porch. But instead of having the German Shepherd, he has this guy's dog. So he opens the door and he's like, oh, man, thank you so much. You know, uh, I really appreciate it. My wife would freak out. And he said, all the guy did, and he's like, I'm telling you verbatim right now. He um, hands the dog over and says, yeah. I figured I would return him. It'd be a shame if anything happened to him. And then he put his finger over his mouth like he was saying, shh. And at the time, he didn't think anything about it. What a dick. But, ironically enough, that day on the other end of Tony, you know, Tony Merkel, who had gotten the email from this guy the night before, He's a truck driver, and he was making one of his deliveries. And he's been to this spot before, you know, and it could just be sheer coincidence. But Tony's walking in to this establishment, and one guy's walking out as Tony's going in. You know, Tony's like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And then there's another guy not far behind him. Says the same thing to this guy. Hey, how's it going? And he said when the guy got, you know, right next to him, he all he said back was hi Tony and then kept on walking and Tony's like I've never seen the dude before in my life I don't know if it was just sheer coincidence or not but the logo to the confessionals is a picture of Tony Merkel with his finger over his lips like saying shh so is there is there a coincidence there or not I don't know but it is it is strange if you ask me. What if Tony Merkel is a twenty and back guy and he hasn't remembered it yet? Well, that would be fucking crazy. Yeah, I hope not, Merk. But uh, 
You know, it just gets worse for this guy. You know, he starts uh, being harassed by some type of authority in a black SUV. It has the flashing lights and everything. He gets pulled over several times. They trash his car, make him late for work. Um, he gets phone calls from people, you know, telling him to stop sharing his story. He actually set up three, three appointments with three different people to do like a memory regression. He he would call, set up the appointment, and then a couple of days later they would call back and say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to have to cancel. You know, we're not going to be able to do it. I'm sorry for your inconvenience. And then they would hang up the phone. He would never be able to get a, a straight answer as to why they couldn't do it or anything of that nature. They would, And he's like, they would all say the exact same thing. Like they were taught how to say it. He's, you know, he's like, this is, this is crazy. And then the one of the final nights, he ended up getting deathly sick, just puking. And it was he said it was weird because every hour at the twenty second minute of every hour for what was probably around twelve to fourteen hours straight, he would puke his guts out. And he said it would be six twenty two, seven twenty two, eight twenty two, nine twenty two. Happened all night long until like 6.22 in the morning. Because he finally said, I can't take this anymore. I'm done. I won't I won't go any farther. I, I just, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, after I said that, it stopped. So there's, there's that guy's story, which is crazy because he didn't even remember 90%. He probably remembered a percent of what may have actually taken place. It's just, it's so crazy to take it all in. Like it sounds just listening like we are saying out of a movie or a book. Cause when you talked about <clears throat> doing this as an episode, I started doing a little bit of research here and there. And it seems like most of these people that are taken in are done. So super young. Yeah. Every single one of them. Five, six, exactly. seven years old. And I read that a lot of them were chosen because they were like empaths, I guess. Like they have kind of a higher sense of feeling. and Okay. Kind of, it's kind of... Uh, so it could be kind of like the, the psychic yeah, exactly. deal. The exactly. theta or whatever it is. And the, Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about it. The more... Like I have... So many questions. I just don't. I know I'm not going to get answers to them, but I read a lot of guy or a lot of the ones that did this first went to the moon and were trained there on bases right. in the moon for missions to Mars. What? Why is everyone so interested in Mars? It's a good question. That's Unless there is actually other um life forms there, and we're you know we're trying to terraform it, maybe. And what else am I thinking here? I also read um, a guy came out with a disclosure uh, remembering shit that he not only did the 20 and back for the missions on Mars, but he was also being trained 
to fight a 1,000-year war that had been going on between universes, alternate universes. Awesome. They would pass in and out of these, which makes me wonder if they're able to carry consciousnesses, consciousness, your consciousness, from one point in time to another, what's stopping them from carrying it from one universe or reality to another? That's a good question. And on the flip side of that, if they are taking people, not just their consciousness, just them as a whole, and age regressing them, is that a form of time travel? I don't know. That's what I was getting at earlier. You know, I I don't understand how it works. It's got to be a form of time travel. It has to be. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the only way. But, and I was thinking about this today. Uh, What you would almost think that it would start to get tricky because, you know, let's say they take you at the age of five and then, you know, you do your 20 years and then they bring you back. Who's to say that you were, you know, throughout the rest of your life after you've returned, excuse me, they are, you know, after you've been returned, who's to say you're going to choose the same path that you would have been intended to, to choose before they took yeah. you? So, therefore, you, they're fucking with dangerous stuff at that point because the future, as they know, could essentially change. But I read, because since I'm the alternate timeline guy, that once... <clears throat> okay... So, if you go back in time, you cannot change the future. There are so many timelines that that timeline where you were taken into the future stays the same forever. When they put you back, that's a whole new timeline. That'll run its course itself. So, it won't change what has already happened oh, okay. in the first timeline, but it gotcha. will. It could change what was going to happen in this, the second Gotcha. One. Do you know what I mean? Like it that's did, just, just a cluster. Time travel doesn't work mess. how... Uh, Back to the Future says it works. Right, gotcha. So every time, every time it's manipulated, it starts a new timeline. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I was, as we were doing this, I was kind of looking up. There are t- a lot of fucking people that have come out as being part of this. No shit. Yeah, a lot. And just reading like. I found a website here called the webmatrix.net. So this is where I'm getting my information from for anybody anybody that wants to look up. It just tells the people who have came out with this disclosure and what's happened. Like this guy, Michael Ralphy. Ralph? Close enough. He said he entered the program at age six. Gray ETs altered his genetics, enhanced for physical abilities, monitored by the U.S. Navy while it was being done. He joined the U.S. Navy in 1976 to 1996 for 20 years tour Mars Defense Force. In 2000, he went public. So basically, they created a super soldier. In 2000, a book titled The Mars Record was published, containing the testimony of Ralphie, who claimed that he had been volunteer, or that he had volunteered to join a secret space program called the Mars Defense, Defense Force. Ralph says they don't care about books such as these, and in fact, allow them so as to help their ongoing program of introducing planetary population and the existence of alien races. So they just let these slide through the cracks, you know? Right. Some other information I found was the term, where did I see that? Solar Warden? 
which just sounds ominous, right? Yeah, I have actually heard about this. Was picked up here. What's interesting to note is that the secret space program called Solar Warden was revealed independently from several different sources. Gary McKinnon found that name while hacking into the U.S. Naval Space Program computers. Weird, right? Awesome. What, what else would a Solar Warden, like, I know they have, like, weird alternate names for all their shit. Yeah. Solar Warden definitely sounds like some sort of fucking space like almost policing like a, program. Yeah, like a domination type deal. And I wonder why why all these different, like, they're all kind of tied into, like, Nazi history yeah, and for sure. weird shit like that. Various affiliated or affiliated secret space programs. The Dark Fleet. It's affiliated with the Verl Society and a, a Nazi SS group. Solar Warden apparently is the U.S. Navy. Interplanetary Corporate Conglomerate, the ICC. The Global Galactic League of Nations and various special access programs. Well. Like, if this is all just made up shit, people have put a lot, a lot of fucking time into making it seem this real. Yeah, and let's be real here. Judging by what you guys have heard so far and what I've heard, why the hell would you come out with this story? You're going to sound fucking insane. That's what you're going to sound. You're, you're going to sound oh, yeah. crazy. You like Nobody's going to believe you. You said it when you first listened to it. You're like, fuck, this dude's crazy. I literally did. And I, I you know, I recant on that. But I... I I was convinced this guy was making it up. I truly was. It was entertaining, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> apparently there's truth behind it. Here are a few more people that have come out. Uh, Randy Kramer. Uh, he trained to be a super soldier in a group of 300 tr- children. Age five, he was part of the MyLab Operation Moonshadow. Joined in 1987 to 2007 for 20-year tour Mars Defense Force, USMC Special Section. Went pro- public in 2014. Kramer said that total recall could only be achieved once the two overlapping timelines had concluded. In March 2014, Randy Kramer, using the pseudonym Captain K, came forward with his claims of a 20-year tour of duty with a classified space program from 1987 to 2007. The Mars Colony Corporation was set up in about 1974-75. His understanding is that we were on Mars the very first time around the mid-60s, and then in 1975 when the Mars Colony Corporation set foot on Mars and started mining operations. Well, that would explain why we were there. There you go. After completing his covert Mars service, Kramer says that he served as a pilot with a secret space program called the Earth Defense Force, where he patrolled the solar system from a cigar-shaped spacecraft carrier. Weird. And now, what's Trump trying to... Space Force, dog. Space Force. And as I was reading, they said a lot of these ships that they use are just remodeled... Um, submarines. Yeah. yeah, I heard that about the Nazis the other day. That that's how they got into outer space. Corey Good joined age six, trained to be an intuitive empath in a group of three hundred tri- children. Joined nineteen eighty seven to two thousand seven for the twenty year Solar Warden and SSP program. Twenty fourteen, he went public. Uh, Jason Rice, age six, trained to be intuitive empath. Twenty eighteen, he went public. Uh, Michael Gerloff. 
2017 went public. On June 1st, 1978, on the second day of boot camp for the U.S. Marine Corps, Michael Christopher Gerloff was asked whether he wanted to go to space and serve in a 20 and back program. He recalls everything that subsequently happened during the intake process for his recruitment into the Space Marines as a partial recall of subsequent activities during his 20 and back service. He stated that he took an oath and felt duty-bound to support and substantiate the other 20 and back witnesses is why he came out. Tony Rodriguez, brought in at age 9, 1982, completed 20 and back in 2000, worked slave labor. Which sounds so shitty. Tony ended up in a situation where he was used with other children as sex slaves in Seattle. Yep. Yep. Said the training was brutal. Talks about the satanic rituals you covered and the cannibalism. Um, there's more here, but I wanted to get to this one since we're running out of time. Laura Eisenhower went public in 2010. Laura is the great-granddaughter of President Dwight David Eisenhower. She reveals e- reveals exopolitical information about his administration that has largely been held in secrecy. The prophetic speech delivered by Dwight D. Eisenhower in 1961, during which he warned about the future of the military-industrial complex in a foreboding farewell speech. Laura Eisenhower says there is more than meets the eye when it comes to her grandfather's forewarning involving a secret space program and an insidious agenda by global elite that has long been in contact with extraterrestrials. She came to notoriety in the UFO community when she came forward claiming that she had been recruited to travel to Mars in 2006 with a man named Agent X. She became involved in a relationship with Agent X, who she later learned was on a mission to enlist her and her friend Kai Lai for an interplanetary mission. She says the U.S. government established a colony on Mars through a black budget, through black budget programs as a survival mechanism in case of a catastrophic event on Earth. See, which that makes sense. It, yeah. You know, from a logic standpoint, that makes sense because we all know that one day, regardless of anybody's beliefs, the, the the planet as we know it will no longer exist. It's going to happen eventually. So, I, yeah. Why not have a backup plan? Well, the fact that there are other beings already there sucks. Yeah. And another thing real quick, if you haven't heard that speech by Eisenhower, go listen to it. Yeah, he's, he's definitely giving you a heads up about some it's shit. It's ominous as hell. And I thought that her being the great granddaughter of a president, she's kind of got a lot of pull, probably knows some shit. A little bit, yeah. So for her to come forward and being like she was recruited to go to Mars, like that's that's pretty deep shit. For um, sure. The Corey Good that I had mentioned, he has some fucking bizarre stories. Like he tells a story of when he was off on his recruitment that he came into a... <sighs> room or like a big complex and they had all these pods he said they look like like chirogenic freeze chambers you know right gotcha he says he walked up to one it opened and there was a human body in there and it was cut up like a butcher shop like someone had been taking fillets and shit off and he said these reptilian races use us as food (laughs) and he said but not only as food he said they like the fact that we're so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Didn't you say something like creative? Yeah, yeah, he likes our creative, they like our creative minds that they don't really possess that, like, the way humans do. So they, they'll they bring 
humans in to kind of give them ideas about shit as far as creativity goes. And then I guess they eat them. So awesome. That's fucking weird. What a bright future. I don't know if you want to look into this 20 and back shit. It, it is just like, we only took, Kyle only took the lid off the rabbit hole. Once you start getting down, it it is just bizarre. It is bizarre. And makes my head hurt. You know, for some of the questions you guys might have, the ones that I would have, you know, about these like moon bases and stuff. Apparently, all the moon bases are on the back of the moon and the dark side of the moon. What better place to hide them? Right. And ironically enough, the dark side of the moon never shows its face to us. It always stays dark. And then there was military personnel who I heard claimed that if you honestly believe that the moon being where it is was an accident, you're crazy. The moon being where it's at was done on purpose, apparently. And that the moon itself is actually hollow. I mean, there's all types of insane claims. And then, you know, when you you talk about um, the reptilian race wanting us for dinner, it's strange because I've, I heard a theory the other day about how there are good races and bad races of extraterrestrials and that some of the good races are actually leaving us technology to help advance ourselves. I read this. Kind of kind like of uh, Roswell, the Roswell crash, that it was more or less done on purpose Yeah, cause to aid us. They said like 20, 20 years before the Roswell crash... We were still being, still leading horse and buggies around and still keeping our food cold by giant blocks of ice covered in sawdust. But then 25 years later, 20 years later, we're putting dudes on the moon. Right. And like that's a pretty quick advancement. It is. And, you know, the, the one guy worded it, it made perfect sense. You know, it was just like if you believe that Roswell actually happened. Like he said, he said they never sent anybody to take their shit back. I mean, in most cases, from a military standpoint, we would either, if it was that classified or it was that far advanced from the enemy, we would do one of two things. We would go back and recover it at all costs, or we would destroy it. We would not want that technology to fall into the enemy's hands. So why would they not do the same unless they wanted it to fall in our yeah. hands? Unless they're just not even concerned with us. That too. We're just ants. Ants in the which, afterbirth, which man. Which is a, a, a high possibility. But I would like to think that there is, if if all this shit is real, I would like to think that there are there is a race of whatever it is trying to lend a hand so we don't turn into a giant cattle farm. <laughs> you know? so weird but what do you guys think this 20 and back yeah look blows your mind look into it we just wanted to kind of introduce you to it if you've never heard of it before dive down that hole if you have time it is yeah bizarre because it'll branch off into super soldiers and all types of stuff thousand year alternate reality wars alternate which i'm sure later on in life we'll probably do an episode on it yeah we probably will we like weird stuff. Super Soldier would be fun. It would be a cool yeah. one to cover. 
So there's that. Don't get eaten by aliens. And try to not do a 20 and back. Yeah, if you have done a 20 and back. Give us a call. Yeah, call us. We'll do an interview. We'd like to hear it. Absolutely. We don't hope that you did it, but if you did, we'll talk about it. Yeah, you might as well talk to somebody about it. Yeah, might as well be us. We're cool. Yeah, we've only got like three listeners anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we thought we'd put something together to quench your thirst for a little while since we've been kind of slacking yeah it's a little hard for us at times so we apologize for that thanks for hanging in there and hanging out with us yeah being patient you know and once again the best thing you could do for us is share our episodes with your friends and family just get us out there and get us some exposure yeah definitely share away because apple podcasts isn't doing anything to help us and then to that's for damn sure to make our days a little better Share your stories with us. Yeah. Because we love hearing your stories. Call them in. Email us. Get all that cool shit. Get on all your uh, social medias and find us at Hollow Sky Podcast. And come and talk to us and just hang out with a bunch of other weirdos and just do all that shit. So we're out of time. But until next time, let's get weird. And thanks again.